Hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here. I'm your host for Creation Anew, and that's what you're listening to right now. I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana, and I'm so glad that you're with me today. Well, what are we going to talk about? Well, we are uh, we have in, embarked on uh, a journey into the the idea of of looking at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you listen to the last podcast episode, you will you will hear why I think that the concept of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so important. So I don't necessarily want to go over that again. But um, I, I introduced a book uh, to you in the last podcast episode by uh, that was co-written by Gary Habermas and Michael Lycona. And the title of the book is The Case for the Resurrection of Jesus. And I would suggest picking this up. And if you go to creationanew.com and you look at the resources page, you can see uh, this book there. And if you purchase it through creationanew.com, we get a we get a cut. So, uh, um, but I would suggest getting the book. And the reason why, and I would suggest getting the book, uh, it, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, because one way or the other, you've got to deal with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you're not a believer and you look into the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I think you'll find your answer, whether Jesus is the real deal or not. If you're a believer and you've never really considered the logistics or the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I would seriously consider you looking at this as well. What you're going to find is some pretty um, objective things that, that are presented to you and you get to make, you get to make your own decision. You see, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then he is a fake. If he did rise from the dead, he is the Lord of all. So this is very, very important for us to come down on and and to say, what is the truth? Well, uh, Dr. Habermas in this book starts looking at the probability of the, the, the um, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you think of probability, let's think of the word likelihood. What is the likelihood that Jesus rose from the dead? Now, let me give you an example. Obviously, Jesus didn't rise from the dead yesterday, and he certainly didn't rise from the dead in the future. It was in the past, right? It was its history, okay? So we have to look at things as as if we were looking at an historical event because that's what we did right or that's what we are doing right and how do you look at historical events well do you look at them and say if i can't be 100% sure then i can say that that event in history either didn't happen or it's presented 
in an incorrect manner. Let me be a little bit more clear. My wife has a birth date and um, I know the birth date. I'm not going to give it to you, by the way, <laughs> because I value my life. <laughs> but my wife has a birth date and I know that birth date. Now, I did not, I did not grow up with my wife. We didn't know each other until we were in our 20s. And so when she said she's born on this date, I just I took her at her word. Now, what's the likelihood that she's born on the date that she gave to me? I mean, can I be 100% certain that my wife was born on the date that she told me? In other words, if I'm looking back at the past and I wasn't there, I didn't witness it, how do I know that an event happened? In other words, how do I know that my wife was born on a certain date that she tells me? I didn't have film footage. I, I wasn't there to witness. But how do I know that that's the case? It all has to do with the likelihood of, of that date being her birth date. Let me explain a little bit further. In the 30 years that I've known uh, my wife, I find that she doesn't, she doesn't lie to me and which is, and that's a pretty cool thing. She's pretty truthful. That doesn't mean that she, um, you know, is a perfect human being and doesn't mean that, that she may get things wrong in the past, you know, or, or get things, she may remember things wrong, but her characteristic is that she tells the truth. And then if I also talk to other people that have known my wife longer than I have, maybe they even witnessed her birth date and their stories match up with what she's telling me. And maybe there are documents that also match up with what she says. In other words, all of these things th these things start coming into place. Do I do I as someone who wasn't present for the historical event of my wife's birth? Do I say, well, I still don't believe it because I don't have 100% proof? or I can't be 100% certain. Would, would you do that? Is that how you interpret historical events? I mean, let's, you know, we, we, we talk about uh, the birth of our country. How do we know? Were we there? We, we talk about events that happen, you know, 
my my dad um, tells me or told me um, when he was uh, a young man that he saw Elvis Presley live. Well, how do I know that? Here's how I know these things. I'm looking not at 100% certainty. And this is what Habermas brings out. I don't look at historical things and count them as true because I'm 100% certain that they are. We can't be 100% certain. If we weren't there, if we didn't witness it, if we're going on, on the account of others, if we're going off the word of eyewitnesses, we cannot be certain. 100% that an event actually happened. But if we take a look at the probability of it happening, in other words, what's the likelihood that my wife was born on the date that she says that she was born? Could she be wrong? Yeah. But looking at her character, she doesn't make it a practice to lie. And that starts giving me an indication that what she's telling me is true. My dad, by the way, did not have the tendency to lie to me. So whenever he said, yeah, I, I saw Elvis Presley um, back in the 50s. Uh, he was in concert and I got to see him and such and such. I have absolutely no reason to doubt my dad. And what Habermas brings out here is he said, you know, we should maybe look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the same way. Because if we look at the other pieces of scripture and we see that they match, that there's a pattern that truth comes from the Bible, then why in the world would we struggle with Jesus rising from the dead? We're not looking at 100% certainty. And by the way, if you want 100% certainty that that Jesus rose from the dead, in other words, you, you need some kind of video or something like that, you're not, you're not going to find it. If that's what you're waiting on, you'll never get it. But if you start looking at the probability, which, by the way, Habermas says historians determine the veracity of, of an historical event by the probability, by the likelihood. What is the likelihood that this actually happened? And you know what they take? They, they take likelihood in stride. They say, well, you know, the likelihood of that happening, yeah, it's probably happened. And when we start looking at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what I want to do is I want to challenge you to take a look at the likelihood of Jesus rising from the dead. Take a look. And, and 
a way in which you can do that is you start looking at the scriptures and test other parts of the scriptures. Hey, are they are they true? You can also look at extra biblical records. I mean, like historians. What do they say about the resurrection of Jesus? And you'll start seeing a pattern. And the pattern points to a very positive likelihood that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, if you get that, and you've lived your life so far by believing events that happened in the past, um, the, the certainty of which you don't know, then why would you treat the resurrection of Jesus Christ um, as somehow different? You see, we many times as human beings, we will listen to the radio or a podcast or read a blog or, and we'll take dates. You know, we, we may be um, studying history in school. We'll just take dates for granted. You know, oh, okay. This happened on this date. Okay. Very well. And we go on and we move about our lives and we will take those things as true without ever questioning. Is that the truth? Did that happen? I guess my my argument is why don't we look at the likelihood of Jesus rising from the dead and the first thing would be that the word of God and and test it test the word of God look at the historical accounts in God's word and test them up against extra biblical accounts did those things happen And if they did, and you start seeing a pattern of the Bible telling the truth, why in the world would you all of a sudden get tripped up over the resurrection of Jesus Christ? So why do I believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is true? Is it because I'm 100% certain that it actually happened? Well, I can't be. But that doesn't trip me up. Because... I can be highly certain. I, I can I can look at the resurrection of Christ with reasonable certainty that it's true. And Habermas goes on and, and he says, you know, that's what that's what um, that's what lawyers do. That's what the courts do too. They will look at reasonable certainty. In other words, reasonable certainty, he says, um, it's, a, it's a position that's demonstrated that when the reasons for accepting it are significantly outweighing the reasons for not accepting it, we have a reasonable certainty that something happened. So I want you to look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ in those terms. Look at the reasonable certainty. Look at the, the likelihood. And and you you start looking at extra data and data, extra accounts, 
And I'd like to look at some of those things, um, you know, as we as we progress in these podcast episodes. But I want you to think about the likelihood of Jesus rising from the dead. And see if if you don't come down to a reasonable certainty. Something that says, yeah, this this looks like it happened. If you're searching for Christ, don't look for 100% certainty. Just as much as you wouldn't look for 100% certainty that Shakespeare wrote his writings. You just take it for what it is, right? It's pretty reasonable to think that certain things in history happened as we were being told. Now, I know in the world today, we are uh, history and historical figures are being turned upside down. Don't listen to that stuff. Use your head and look for the likelihood that Jesus rose from the dead. Seek that. Try to find the likelihood that it happened. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. Hey, I want to welcome you to support this ministry, and there are a few ways you can do that. You can do that by praying for me, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You can do that by, you can support uh, this ministry by listening to the podcast. And if you're listening, which if you're hearing my voice, you're listening right now. (laughs) But invite others to listen to this podcast and that's how we grow thirdly if you want to support monetarily you're welcome to do that but i just have uh, a couple of ground rules make sure your family is taken care of and make sure you're you're taking care of your bills and things like that secondly make sure your home church is cared for then if you want to give to this ministry feel free to do that and you can do that by going to creationanew.com and there you'll find ways you can support us and if you would like to purchase the the case for the resurrection of Jesus by Gary Habermas and and Michael Lycona um, you can find that resource on creationanew.com and if you don't have a church home and you would like to find one I would invite you to test out the churches that I pastor. The first one is Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located at 5830 West Hurt, H-U-R-T Road, Monrovia, Indiana, 46157. It's out in the country where the cows are and where the pe- the salt of the earth people are. It's beautiful out there. Uh, you can look over the hill from the church and you can see I-70 going, <laughs> going uh, west of Indianapolis. So uh, you can, we're not too far from civilization, but it's nice because it's quiet. It's a beautiful drive and it's easily accessible from I-70. And if you live in you know Greencastle and Cloverdale and Monrovia and Mooresville, Martinsville, Indianapolis, Avon, Plainfield, any of those places, by golly, 
um, Mount Pleasant Christian Church is a is a, not that far for you, and you can come. The services start at ten o'clock in the morning at the church, and you uh, you I'd love to to be able to look you in the eye and say hello, and uh, you you're going to find biblical teaching and people who will love you. Now the second option is a little bit later on in the day. It's eleven fifteen in the morning. And that's when the service times for Community Church of Mooresville begin. And Community Church of Mooresville is located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana, 46158. And if you live in Greenwood, if you live um, in Franklin, Greenwood, Indianapolis, Martinsville, Mooresville, um, Monrovia, Avon, Plainfield, uh, you can have easy or Indianapolis did I say that I don't know if I did but Indianapolis you have easy access to Mooresville we are just southwest of Indianapolis and Mooresville is uh, is in town it is uh, beside bustling streets in the small town of Mooresville Indiana and you are welcome to come again I'd be happy to to talk to you in person, and uh, you can you can sit and relax and enjoy people who will love you, enjoy biblical teaching as well. If you don't have a home church, come on over and try us out at either one of those churches. Guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being with me, and until next time, bye-bye. <music>